0: Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast, home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive, motorsport, and color industries. I'm Miss Red from Miss Red's Wrenching. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube.
1: And I am Ivy from Ivy League, spelled A-I-V-Y. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube, as well as my podcast on Spotify. Um, It's called That Escalated Quickly. And today, and today we are talking about the different perspectives of being a service advisor and being in the shop. Do you want to hit off today's topic? Oh, there's so much we can talk about.
0: I know like okay because like for me personally I've only ever been in the shop like I've had a lot of people try to push me into service advising but then I was always like I didn't know if it was for me and I didn't want to like lose my tech spot so I never like actually tried it but tell me like give me like the first things that pop into your mind as far as like differences that you noticed when you went from being in the back to being at the desk
1: Um, okay, well being in the back, I feel like you get a lot more, like it takes them a lot more time to get used to you. I feel like, like a lot of people are are, like vulnerable when they're working, like a lot of the times, like you get frustrated and like you need questions or you need to borrow someone's tools or you need a second hand and like people are more reluctant to like ask you for it or especially for me, like being tiny and small and like having boobs, I guess. And like being in the <laughs> shop, you know, like people were just like, "Oh, we're not gonna ask her. She might not be able to do it, or she might not know, or she might not have the tools, or whatever it is." And I oh, I feel that, right?
0: yeah, for sure. And
1: it takes, yeah, because like, like I'm wonder. only five foot. <laughs> You're how, how tall are you?
0: I'm only like five foot, so like I totally get where like guys usually like won't ask to like you to because if like you need to push a car and initially none of the dudes would ever ask
1: me and then finally I was like let me in there exactly and you know I'm exactly I'm like girl I got quads for days I got this exactly <laughs> thick,
0: like tiny mighty men yeah
1: <laughs> exactly but I feel like it'll, it takes them a lot longer to warm up to you for sure in the shop um because I, I do think like the guys especially are more vulnerable in the shop you know what I mean? Like, they just want to keep, Im- like, they want to impress you, um, and they don't want to seem like a dumbass, and, like, it's also like, oh, you're dainty and small, and you can't do it, so I didn't want to ask you, you know? Um True, and, like,
0: I've also had guys that, like, almost felt vulnerable in the way of, like, they were afraid to get in trouble, because they thought that I was some crazy SJW that was going to, like, narc on them for any little yeah. inappropriate comment they made. I've, I've had that, too, where they're, like, afraid to even cuss around me or, like, any little thing. They, they like, say uh, they're sorry, like, 20 billion times because they're just afraid you're going to go to HR. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Dude, I can take it chill. <laughs> right, right. And same, like, that's that, – I feel like that's kind of everywhere, though. But especially yeah. in the shop, like, they're just like, is she, like – like, she's just, like, here to do her job and, like, she just doesn't want to talk to anybody or, like, she's here to, like, mess around and, like, be with the guys and, like, be cool with everybody. Like, there'd be times where they didn't want to invite me – to like after work drinks because they were scared it was going to be like seeming inappropriate yeah i've had that too yeah so but it was funny because i feel like once i got comfortable with the shop and then i got comfortable with like my team i i i mean i i took the shot and i decided to become a service advisor oh yeah yeah which i definitely think that they they didn't put pressure on me but they definitely were like you'd be really good at this like you should do this like you know like kind of I guess what they're doing to you you know like and a lot of times they're right like a female up front is like it sounds really bad but you're more powerful than the guys are because people trust you right away they don't think that you're trying to scam them especially Mm -hmm. especially other women that come into the shop and they're like look I don't know what this guy is telling me I need like help me you know what I mean
0: Exactly. like most and i've had women even tell me that before where they're like they feel more comfortable where once they see me there and then they're like will kind of look to me sometimes or whatever mm-hmm. and like try and ask me questions or something because they you know we don't it's the stereotype that like the dudes in the shop are there to like you know scam you exactly. and take advantage of you,
1: so yeah for sure i feel that like for sure and especially like other i worked at a deal you worked at a dealership too right yeah. Okay. So I worked at a dealership where, like, even salespeople would prefer to come to me instead of just going to the techs or other service advisors, because they were like, mm-hmm. you know, like just working within the dealership, they're just like, ah, I don't know, I don't really trust this person. Like, are they right? Can you double check this? Right. Me? You know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. Which is weird. I mean, there's it's just that stigma of being a female, and people trusting mm-hmm. you more for some reason. But
0: I guess. But hey, I mean it works out though for you in that position that, you know, probably gets you more sales, etc. And yeah. especially because there's also probably those dudes that like, you know, wanna impress so they like want to show you, hey, I got money. Yeah, I'll pay for all those services. Oh, yeah. No money. Like, you know, they're just like shelling it out, not thinking.
1: Exactly. Or or you know, every now and then we, we would get like clients that I had at least that were like I'm not comfortable with I don't like her knowledge, like I don't know if she's actually mm-hmm. eligible in this can you double check this and they'd go to a different service advisor to double check something right and the good thing was my team we were great so they would always be like look Ivy is master certified like you're good <laughs> you trust me right <laughs> you know um yeah she but, knows what she's talking about just <laughs> exactly and i'm like and but then that was really rare but then you also get the uh, like you also get hit on a lot more for being upfront as well So that's another like big kind of preparation thing in your mind, like especially if you're dating somebody or you're married or whatever the case may be. And like you just got to basically like kind of not really take it like seriously. That's kind of my only advice for that sort of stuff, like creepy people or whatever. Just have management handle it if it gets bad. But usually I'm just like, no, leave me alone. I'm married or whatever, you know, even if I'm not married. (laughs)
0: Exactly, you just say it. You're like, um, I'm married. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite... (laughs) One of my favorite ways to, like, get rid of creepers, because, like, I've had some dudes in the shop be creepy before, and I'll just be like... Either I'll play dumb, and I'll be like, what was that comment you made? I don't understand. Could you explain it? (laughs) And then they turn, like, bright red, and they're just like, um... And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I just walk away,
1: like, you are a (laughs) scum. Exactly like horrible you know and a lot of the guys like that try to like say slick things and then it's like you really think i didn't understand that right, crazy. Like,
0: excuse you yeah. it's funny when you like repeat something in front of other people too because then they're like i never said that you're like oh, uh,
1: the truth. yes that's so funny i love when, because i don't know i don't know what it is with with certain people's mentality of thinking it's like oh i don't know maybe this person won't stick around or maybe we won't be friends and like they say stuff in the beginning and then they're later on they're like oh let's just never bring that up
0: yeah exactly it's like um
1: and I'm like if you weren't an asshole to me in the beginning we wouldn't have this problem
0: exactly (laughs) and it's like you know some people they just I don't know I think I feel like those are the fake people because it's like some people are just like kind of douchebags and then when they realize that like you're not vibing with that they try to like fake it in some way and it's like no I know who you are oh yeah
1: chill I
0: thought
1: you true colors. <laughs> and and the the females that always ask me, how's working with guys? Like, I bet it's great. And I was like, Yeah, I mean it's but it's not honestly, it's not that different from working with females. Like guys can be just as dramatic and just as much as babies.
0: And they can be just as two faced and petty yep. too. Yeah. Cause like now I will admit, like, because like I worked in I was a CNA when I was in nursing school, so I worked with pretty much all women. Yeah. And there's one guy. And so, like, I will say that stereotypically, you know, there's more two-faced women than brash women that are going to be, like, brass tacks with you. And when I've worked with men, there's, like, typically there's a mix. But, you know, I do see where, like, the stereotype comes in. Because, you know, the aggressive mentality is societally built into men. And the whole two-faced, be kind to everyone's face thing is, like, societally like bred into women a little bit it's starting to not be that way so much with everyone and like getting rid of all that gender stigmatism but there's definitely like one of, there's a guy like right now that i had issues with because he was like saying stuff just behind people's backs and like i confronted him about it and he couldn't understand why i was mad and i'm like dude if you would just own it i wouldn't even be mad like yeah so de- guys be the
1: same way <laughs> i'm also a super confrontational person so like if someone if someone was saying yeah if someone's like oh so and so said something about you i would go right up to them and be like hey what did you say what's your problem like like can we fix it you know and then they're like wait her. no i didn't say anything. i was like okay don't lie like just be honest i'm willing to fix things like i don't care i just want fix- right. to i just want everything to be okay <laughs>
0: Right, like you calling me names didn't hurt my feelings. The fact that you're being two faced is what's worrying, right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, like like I can take
1: it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go. I was saying like clicks are also a thing in the shop. There are like groups of people that hang out with certain people that go on lunch every day together and that there's other people that want to be a part of that certain click and they'll say things to somebody just to act cool. And it's like, dude, you're a 45 year old grown ass man. Like why are you acting like this? Mm -hmm. But some people never do that. Exactly, and you know, like, and it's to the things like certain things like that you have to accept, and like you you either ignore them or you be a part of them. Like that's the only way to really deal with being at a dealership. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Like, okay, here's my question to you. Would you say that the guys in the back, because they're not around the customers, it's a more aggressive atmosphere than it is up front with the service advisors because they kind of have to maintain a certain level of professionalism around all the customers. Right.
1: Um, whoo, that's tough. Um, from my experience, I would say yes. But the guys also knew that if they came up front, like a lot of the times the text would have to come up front to the service advisor to ask them questions to double check on things order parts whatever and um a lot of the times the text the text that would come up front would be very like just go in and out you know what i mean they're not there to say anything bad but there would be times where like someone would mess up and like curse out loud in front of the customer or like joke around going in between the shop and going into parts and i'm just like ah like what are you guys doing like don't do that (laughs) I like shut up yeah i'm like oh god i mean but it but it is because like they are in the shop and they don't have a certain performance level that they have to keep themselves to like we have to wear polos and stuff up front you know you guys get to wear i miss wearing t-shirts to work <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i have an actual tech uniform yeah. but it is nice because like i don't really you know it doesn't have to be like ironed or clean looking like obviously exactly. you want clean but it doesn't need to be like a certain way yeah I've definitely noticed like I've even been guilty of that as a tech like my boyfriend and I are both mechanics and so like there's times that we'll come home and we'll be calling each other like horrible names but we're totally kidding so it's not like negative right and then we'll just kind of clear through and be like all right we need to calm down <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've been We've been calling
1: our friends at work names all day. We need to just (laughs) not talk. It's so true though, because like I even like with me, like I I work in a different industry now, so I go to work or I I hang out with my friends and stuff, and I'm like used to calling them bitches and hoes, and and then I go to work and I work with all females. My team is all females, so I'm like Mm -hmm. I have to be I have to be really careful about what I say. But you get used to it. I mean, like as it took me, like maybe two weeks to get used to being like the lingo as a service. And like even Mm -hmm. even most customers like don't care. There's some that do that are like expect you to be like their chauffeur. You know what I mean? Like to be super professional and like whatever. But a lot of the customers just don't care. Oh, yeah. So would you be interested in being a service advisor? Is that something you think you want to do? I mean,
0: kind of, but then at the same time, I'm like, I'd be doing nothing but, like, I just feel like I'd be doing a lot of paperwork, and honestly, the hours are longer. Yes, the hours and are longer. And when I was talking about, yeah, and it's like when I was talking about projected pay, because like I'm about to go flat rate soon, mm-hmm. so it's like... I was talking to my service manager because my service manager kept telling me that he feels like I'd be really successful as a service writer. And I'm like, I don't know if that's something I'd want to do, though. Like, I know I probably could do it because I've been in the service industry before, so I understand, like, at least the decorum and having to kiss ass and do stuff like that. But, right. like, um, it's just the hours I'm not attracted to, even though I do sometimes work just as much, like, just, like, open to close like they right. do sometimes. It's fact that like as a tech once I go flat rate if I can turn my hours I can make bank and still leave in eight hours that's true. you know versus a service advisor where regardless I'm there open to close right. you know so it's just it. the fact that both can have similar salaries regardless I'm just like yeah so it's kind of like do I want to wrench or do I want to do paper stuff
1: see that's exactly what the trade-off is it's yeah you get to be um seven to five or whatever the time is for being in the shop but you're standing up you're on your feet you're putting yourself in potential danger you know what i mean um and as a supervisor yeah, yeah there's long ass hours there's paperwork but you're sitting at a desk you know what i mean most of the time right sometimes truly <laughs> sometimes you end up running around just as much as the techs do but. Very, true. <laughs> but very true but it's that's what the trade-off for me like it was to the point where i was so tired I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to like start to like sit down and have a sort of set schedule. I mean, you always work weekends, which is mm-hmm. whatever. But that's actually why I left the automotive industry because of the hours. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I, I If that's something you think you want to pursue, maybe you can work out like some sort of deal with your dealership. I know um, mine kind of gave me an offer like, let's try it. If it doesn't work, you can always go back into the shop. Mm-hmm. But... It's it's just it's a lot a, of customer service.
0: It is a lot of customer service. Yeah. And what was, would you like Sorry, go ahead. What No, you're fine. What would you say are like mm, Like how much paperwork could you expect to do? Like what would be your daily like what your regimen compared to like wrenching? Cuz like for me when I go in the shop I pretty much just my day is just a never-ending, get one car, get another car, prioritize, wrench, get another car, get another car, go to lunch, then just keep getting cars and doing jobs until I'm done for the day.
1: I mean, that's how the service advisor paperwork is kind of as well. It's it's per car. You know, it's not like you're not doing extra paperwork. It's just, it's per car. So whatever the repair order has, you write up the repair order when the car comes in. And then it's adding stuff as you go, parts, list, that sort of stuff. And it's really it for me, it only took me like about a week to get used to the paperwork. And I would never be behind. Mm-hmm. If you let yourself behind and you're like, oh, I'll do, do I'll do it later, that's when it starts to become a problem. But if you do it at the same right. time, like whenever a car is finished, I printed out everything so it's like ready and set to go for the customer. So mm-hmm. no matter what, even if I wasn't there, like another service advisor could check out my customer because it was already printed out for them. All they had to do is sign and pay if they needed to pay, and that's it. So it's, it's really not that bad. Like I said, it's just upkeep. As long as you <laughs> stay on top of everything, you will be fine. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I was was
0: saying that like, cause like service advisors, like you make commission, at least the service advisors at my dealership, that's how they are. They like yeah. get, like a base minimum wage plus commission. And then like techs usually, once you get to pass a certain point, you're usually flat rate. Right. Like were you flat rate you were a tech? Yeah. Okay, so like, would you say, because you're kind of hustling to earn hours in both ways, it's not ever guaranteed money. Would you say one easier than the other, or they're both kind of here and there?
1: See, that's really, really tough. For me, it was only because my biggest, my biggest, biggest reason why is because I was just really, like, I have a couple health issues. So standing up on my feet all day was a problem. Like, it was easier for me to sit down and work long hours than to stand up and do as much as I could. Um, But then it was also like, I wouldn't want to work on my car when I got home. Like I was like, I don't want to touch any more cars. Like I'm done. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really was like, okay, when I was a service, once I became a service advisor, working on my car was just a hobby. It wasn't a job anymore. So I felt a lot happier. Mm -hmm. But money wise, I definitely made more as a service advisor but I was also, like I said, we were working from like seven to seven, six days a week, right. um, if not longer sometimes, or earlier after, if I had to open. And yeah, I would definitely say I made more money as a service advisor, but it adds up, I guess, to the hours that I made, that I worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's hard because commission with with service advising, you get paid like, a certain amount of money a month, like, hourly, so so to speak. But if you didn't make that much money back in commission, it would get deducted. Hmm. So you have to make sure you stay on top of your stuff. But it was good because, like, you could kind of work on how much they would give you every two weeks before your commission check. So if you wanted to lower the number, you could, at least with my dealership and my management team, they, they allowed that. But, yeah, I mean, it's really just, like random too like a lot of, we wouldn't really have that many appointments except for in the morning and nothing was assigned to anybody specific like the customers come in and go to whoever oh okay yeah so it was like fair but it was good like i, I really liked it and i I did make good money like i would recommend it to people that could handle like i people i mean i guess it's technically a high stress job just because of like the time like you have to talk you basically communicating with your your customer is your number one thing as long as you're communicating with your customer everything will be fine right. but i i like it it to me it's worth it but if you love wrenching and that's your passion i mean hey then by all means flat rate gonna be great for you
0: oh yeah it's like because like for me it's just like i always think about like what's my worst day in the shop and like my worst day in the shop is I'm throwing wrenches and I'm cussing and I'm listening to music and just in my own bubble mm-hmm. and then I can just go back to work and nobody has hurt feelings right. and I still have a job and everything's fine. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I belong in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I get that. Ugh. I yeah. mean, so, I mean, I also get it from the other perspective because then there's times where like you know, I don't really have I'm really blessed to not have a lot of health health bleh, health issues, <laughs> but it's like when i really sore or I pull something Mm -hmm. at the gym and I do it and then I have to go to work I'm like hating the fact that I have a physical job because I'm like my body hurts because I hurt myself yeah now I gotta go and hurt myself more (laughs) by working on it
1: (laughs) oh my god I feel you I I, trust me I feel you it's it's nice being at the desk but you're right though like in the shop you can rage all you want and I mean who so and so might judge you but like honestly no one really cares because every, everyone's yeah. been there like there's been a day where I had a skunk in one of my cars it was great what yeah it, we didn't even <laughs> notice. we didn't even notice a tech drove it into the shop and they lifted the car up and then all of a sudden they heard this weird noise and they look over and they see a skunk and I was like oh my god this is the worst thing ever Oh, no, that's terrible. It was so bad. They had to get a broom and like chase it out without getting sprayed. And one of the boys ended up getting sprayed, but it was, bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Was
0: We've gotten like some really cute stuff. Like there were some of the porters, they went to test the battery and there were two kittens sitting on top of an engine, totally healthy and fine. Like an hour away from Ohio. And she's like, Oh, there's my cats. They've been missing for a little bit.
1: That's crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, there
1: you go." <laughs> we had a squirrel in like some used car that was sitting in the lot for a while, and we brought it in, and it it built a a like nest inside like the engine bay, and it was like yeah. filled with peanuts. Like they must have hit the jackpot or something. It was filled with peanuts like as if you drove like anywhere, it would leave behind peanuts. <laughs> and it was horrible. We would, we couldn't get that thing out at all. It was horrible. I bet. Like so there
0: really was <laughs> right. Like there was this mouse that I don't know how he did mm-hmm. it, but they you know the squirrel cage inside blower motors? Yeah the plastic cage? Yeah literally filled it with dog food. It was completely filled with dog food. <laughs> oh no. I was like, this is his bank, dude. Like he's got so much. Like his fat ass. He's prepped for winter. Yeah. Like, look
1: at him. They will hide things on the in the darnest places and you're just like how how did you get here how did you not die on yeah. the way in like <laughs> how did you not explode into a million pieces like in seven different areas right how did you not do this I know it's the craziest I mean I get the craziest stories from the shop and like craziest customers like kookiest people but like mm-hmm. I don't know like I would go back if, if I had it. if I could I would go back um, yeah for sure But I'm excited for you to go flat rate. That's a really big step.
0: It is a big step. I'm geeked. It's like, (laughs) and because like the entire time I've been hourly after my apprenticeship, I've just been focusing on like I always told the dudes like they put me in used cars for a while, and I took the worst used cars I could find Mm -hmm. because I knew there'd be a lot of diags on them. So I was like, okay, let's just get into it. So I would just like, and that's all I've been doing. So like I'm not (laughs) like honestly, my hours don't look too good, but I also I don't do any gravy. I don't do any actual repair work. I pretty much just take all the warranty and diags and. Warranty diags through Honda don't pay anything. Right. So it's only the repair. So it's like at, it yeah. But I'm my I don't know. It'll be fine. I know it'll be fine. Cause like all the gravy, it's called gravy for a reason. Right. Like in repairs, I know how to do so it'll be fine.
1: I'm geeked. I'm geeked to get this money. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so that's so honest, it's a big step and that's awesome. That that is super exciting. And thank you. You're welcome. So how long have you been at Honda?
0: I've been at Honda for March of 2017, so I'm working on my third year now. Yeah. So in March it'll be my third year.
1: Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I'm like, I started as like the only female tech, like loop tech, and then now there's another female loop tech. Oh. So it's pretty cool, like yeah'm I'm, I'm geek because like I'm not like the only girl anymore but like I'm the only tech right now. she's the only loop tech but we're yeah we got a couple girls to clean up. so it's cool like there's more coming in so that's nice.
1: That's super cool. I we didn't have any few oh actually we did have one female at the time and she was a master tech and she like had been working in the business for like ever but she didn't stay at our dealership for long. yeah because she moved away but it was it was super cool I was like oh my god you are awesome
0: right that is awesome when you can find like another especially like a female that's like a veteran in the industry because it's like I don't know sometimes like some of the guys that are like master techs sometimes I can tell they're fucking with me because they know I don't know any different right oh I hate it almost be like me to yeah I'll I'll even tell them I'll be like I don't know if you're telling me the truth or if you're fucking with me yeah exactly
1: her, her, her first advice that she gave me. I was like, "Do you have any advice for me before she left?" She was like, "Don't take no shit from nobody." I was like, "All right." <laughs> exactly. I was like, "All right, cool." I was like, "And I don't take anybody seriously unless you're like, "Hey, be serious with me." And that's just how I, mm-hmm. how I live and it's been so much better that way.
0: It is like, I remember like, I'm just kind of like a naturally feisty person. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, that used to get me in trouble. But being in the shop, it's allowed me to gain respect. And it's like, the fact that I don't take shit, the guys know they can't fuck with me, they know where my boundaries are. And they also know that I can handle like, joking, and I don't take much too serious. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it does make things a lot easier, because then you're not worried about the dumb shit, the superficial
1: shit, you know? Yeah, and you're also like not worried. Like, if if someone talks shit, I'd be like, I don't even care. Like, it doesn't even bother me. And then that it really doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think that's where we fall. Like, we we are very alike in that sense as well. Like, I I, I have a very strong head on my shoulders. I don't even want to say shoulders. Very exactly. strong. Exactly. Like. You really like.
0: I really know who I am. So it's like if somebody tells me what I am, I'd be like. If someone tells me I'm dumb, I'd be like, I know I'm smart. I'm just not gonna shove it down your throat. Right. Exactly. Like it's not your breath. breath. No, it's not. I don't. What do I need to prove to you? Exactly. And that's a that backbone really will save people
1: in these industries, especially because like guys will test you so much. Oh, I know. I know and you know what's actually even funnier I've noticed that a lot of guys that are like oh do you actually know this do you actually know this do you actually know that are usually the ones that actually don't know as much as they like to make themselves seem they do you know what mm-hmm. I mean like there's been times where I've had guys that are like oh do you even know how to replace your oil filter or blah blah, blah. and I was like do you because you're asking me <laughs> right like, do um, you want to know how exactly yeah <laughs> Um but yeah I I get a lot of questions from females that are always like is it worth it it's it's really my passion like if it's your passion then go for it cuz you just got to take that chance and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but like you need to take that chance Exactly and I'm glad you exactly. did that's super awesome you're going flat rate right, which is a huge step Thank you Oh then- I'm
0: geeked I'm like oh. <laughs> And I'm like, maybe I'll eventually get my project car and my welder. Yes, um,
1: I welded in high school and actually went to competition for it and, and freaking won.
0: Fuck yeah! It was great. Hell yeah! <laughs> that awesome. That was so awesome. What kind of welding? Mig and Tig. We did both. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, remember, I know how to Mig from college because that was like part of our. um Automotive schooling to get our associates degree, but like I'm gonna teach myself TIG. I have no idea how to do it, but I'm gonna teach myself. I'm gonna buy a TIG welder. I'm just gonna teach. It is. (laughs) Everyone looks at me crazy, but
1: I'm like, it'll be fine. It's tricky. I mean, even my my TIG welding is not great. It was never great, but hey, I mean, the it's it's really practice. Like, if you the more you practice, the better you get at it. Right. Like, I had a couple guys
0: tell me like the hardest part is being able to control your limbs and like. When I was in middle school, I played electric guitar. So you have a pedal. You have both hands are doing mm-hmm. a different rhythm, and then your pedal controls like your amps or whatever. So it's
1: like were, i am like I can control my <laughs> I don't
0: know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll you see. I know you're, I know you're one
1: different. step ahead. Exactly. That's actually exactly right. So they gave you some good advice. Yeah, like for once. <laughs> Ah, Yes.
0: And you know, some, sometimes guys really can be some of the best. Like I actually had one of my service advisors is like actually my favorite. And he just, he's supported me since day one when I was a loop tech and like gave me some great advice. Like he even told me, he's like, you're going to be, he's like, you're the only female that's made it this far at this dealership before you're, you've got a lot expected out of you. He's like, just don't let it get to you if they're hard on you because they're expecting too much. Right. He's like, you know, you'll be fine. And, you know, he would always just be there if I needed, like, to vent about anything or if I needed, like, I wasn't sure about something. He was just... Oh, that's so so cool. It's, like, one thing that I really wanted to, like, that I try to tell females, too, like, when they've had bad experiences with guys, it's like, they're not all bad. It's okay. Oh, I agree. Be like, phenomenal. Because sometimes some women, like, I remember there's this girl in college, and she, which was the funniest thing. She was in an automotive class, going to be a service writer i was going to be a tech i tried being friends with her she wasn't having it and then i remember like there was this, yeah there was this one teacher and he always liked to fuck with me he always liked to test me and he was like saying something about how he didn't like he was telling me why women don't belong in the shop and i was just telling him how i wish there was more women in the shop and then i heard her behind me under her breath say, Shh, i don't And I'm like, you're saying you don't want more women in the shop, yet you're a woman trying to get into the shop. Like, how are you
1: going to hate on people when you are those people? Like, that's like... Exactly. It's like, like, no. Like, that's just not how that works. It doesn't make sense. But then it was like
0: she ended up dating that very teacher and dropping out and changing majors. So I was like... Wow. There there was a lot of shenanigans going on that I was just like, okay... this isn't my problem. This is her problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that was her intention in the beginning. Maybe she just wanted to get a man and hey, by all means. <laughs> hey, if that's your
0: strategy, do what you gotta do. <laughs> my mom always said she was like, Some women go to college to get their MRS. I went to get my masters. Do what you gotta do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you know, that one girl, I came here to get a man. <laughs> I came here to get a man. <laughs> hey, that's if you yeah. wanna pay that much for a man, then hey. Props to you. Right. You just bought practically a brand new car with those four years of college. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, this has been so much fun. I've had so much fun talking to you. This is awesome, girly.
0: Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast and our chit chat about automotive and service advising. Yeah,
1: and hearing about our shenanigans and a little bit of shit talking, but we're good. (laughs) we're good it's okay we we
0: had some information and then we spilled some tea it's just it's feisty and flavorful you guys will love it
1: (laughs) all right i've had so much fun catch me on instagram catch miss red's wrenching on instagram and just show some love
0: yes and stay tuned and don't forget about the miss manual facebook page we do have a Facebook page. It's another just another platform for any of you people out there that just want to connect with us in the industry. I just like to tell everybody at the end that if you ever want to contact me, I am like an open door policy. Just contact me. Don't be shy. Whatever it is. Curiosities, questions,
1: advice, whatever. Hit me up. I know there's a lot of ladies too that are open for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. I'm really bad with Instagram. Um, honestly, it's really bad. I know this is horribly old school, but I tell people to email me because I I always open emails because I run my business, but I really Rare. rarely open Instagram DMs, <laughs> but yeah, yeah but that works. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so. yes, yes.
0: Thanks for listening. Thank you, Ivy, for being on here. Of course. Thank you, girly,
1: for having me. It was so much fun. Yes. On- Bye. Bye. Bye.